Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger, and I'm here with producer Jason DeFilippo. Here at AOC, we may not have all the answers, but we certainly have some of the questions. And of course, today, Fan Mail Friday, those questions are coming from you. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, Fan Mail Friday, in my opinion, is not the best place to start. Most of our content is interview-based, more in-depth, and longer format, so you can check out the best of to get a quick taste of that at theartofcharm.com slash best, or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got fundamentals of reading body language and nonverbal communication, negotiation techniques, networking, mentorship, persuasion, influence, everything else that we teach here at The Art of Charm. I'll send that to your inbox if you text CHARMED, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 here in the States. Everywhere else, you can just go to theartofcharm.com. All right, let's cut to it. Hey, Jordan. With the completion of the Thanksgiving holiday, my friends have begun posting pictures from our parties. We had a great time. However, what's concerning me is that in the candid photos, I look upset or bored or angry. I complained to a colleague about it, and she was like, oh yeah, resting you face. What can I and others like me do to let our outer self reflect the joy we are experiencing in our inner self? Signed, Mr. Me Face. Hey, Mr. Me Face. The picture, by the way, that he sent me is funny. It's like him not looking at the camera, playing some board game. I would say, look, there's no need to quote-unquote reflect the joy and manage your appearance. One of the friendliest and most charming, charismatic guys I know, Matthew Kimberly, he has a grumpy cat face frown. That's just his default. It just looks like grumpy cat. And it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens a lot, and it happens in a lot of photos, and it's funny. And it's kind of weird, but it doesn't really do much other than give us a reason to poke fun at him here and there. You can't really manage your appearance all the time, and you shouldn't try or you're going to end up obsessing over how you're being perceived, which will take you out of the moment when you're with your friends. And I think that's much worse than, you know, the resting you face, which is what he, he writes about here in the letter. More importantly, it's to smile when you're interacting with other people versus when you're just at rest playing a game or something. And the AOC challenge actually has a smizing exercise. I'll let you find it there. But the short version is that there's a specific way of practicing smiling in a certain way in the mirror. And then we got a drill for you to do the same thing in public. Smiling at first and in interactions with your friends will deliver a first impression, an impression that you want when you're speaking with them. And then it won't really matter what you look like when you're trying to pass go and collect $200. And that challenge is at theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or you can text charmed to 33444 if you're here in the States, and that will get you uh, rocking and rolling in that challenge. All right, next up. Hi, Jordan. Consider this one a challenge. I've been unemployed for over a year now, and I'm at the end of my tether. Here's the thing. I actually had five different, very interesting offers this year alone, and was happy to do anything in my power not to let them go to waste, but... Every single one of them in the end fell through once a potential employer learned that I needed a visa sponsorship. I honestly don't know what else I can or should do in this situation, and I feel like I've about exhausted all my options. I work on looking for new opportunities and tapping my contacts every single day like it's a full-time job, while also making sure to keep developing my personal projects and working on new skills to keep up with the real world. I've perfected my CV to the point where by now one of the first lines of every single response to an application I send tends to be, your resume is incredibly impressive. I've become open to lower level or alternative settings or industry positions. And still, nothing. Help? Thanks, and all my best wishes, Anna. Hey, Anna. 
my question, and I'm just playing a little playing a little devil's advocate here, uh, which uh, you know I love sometimes. If your CV, if your resume is so amazing, I would say get a domestic job or get something freelance and build it even further. It's not ideal for you right now, but companies are looking to cut risk. Look at it from the foreign company perspective. Right now, you are a risk because your CV, your resume, it's just a cover sheet for your performance, which is as yet untested if you don't have a full-time corporate gig in a very similar niche. Freelance is a great way to get your foot in the door for an employer. Regular work experience with an actual boss is even better because you're eliminating a lot of risk there. Again, it's not ideal, but this is how you build yourself to the point where a foreign company can reasonably accept that risk. And the other factor uh, that I would explain here that, that could be a huge advantage for you is something called skill stacking. And this is something that uh, Scott Adams talks about, and you'll hear from him later on the show. But it's much easier to be, not not in this episode, to be clear, it's easier to be in the top 25% of, say, three skills. For example, I'm probably not the best broadcaster ever. You know, there's guys on freaking Access Hollywood who are probably better on camera or something than me, but I can be in the top 25% of broadcasting. I can be in the top 25% of armchair social scientist wannabes. No problem. Got that checked off. I can be in the top 25% uh, of talking in, in a radio format and producing something in that area. It's a lot easier to be in the top 25% of three different skills than to be in the top 1% or 5% of one particular skill or area. So a company overseas might import a worker and go through the visa costs if that person is a five top 5% 5 coder or a top 5% drone firmware architect or whatever, right? That stuff is coveted because it is so high end. But if you were top 25% drone flight firmware architect, top 25% uh aviation product design and top 25% marketing, now you might be very, very useful to that exact same company in a very similar way. So I hope that makes sense. I'm sorry you can't get a job overseas right now. Don't lose hope. There's plenty of immigrants in my neighborhood alone, so it's far from impossible. It might just take a little bit longer than you'd hoped. Next up. Hi, Jordan. I'm a big fan of the podcast and have been for over a year now. I listen to all the episodes and continue to find value in everything you guys teach at AOC. The recent podcast with Dan Ariely was easily my favorite yet, as Dan was a charming guest and you were a skillful interviewer as always. On top of that, it was fascinating to hear how so many human behaviors that we believe to work a certain way actually work much differently. Just some really cool stuff. I'm coming to you with a question because I trust you'll give me a straight answer based on your experiences and personal development. I'm a 23-year-old guy who's been given more than my fair share of chances at going to college. I never saw myself going this way, but it seems I've become a forever student. I've changed my major multiple times, basically following what my parents did, and admittedly haven't worked hard enough to make the cut in any of those areas. I like to tell myself that it's because I wasn't really interested in them, but I know I'm still to blame. However, this slacker's mentality is noticeably different in areas of my life. I have a job that I love, and though it's not stable and doesn't have much room for growth, I work incredibly hard at it. I have a girlfriend that I love and would marry in a heartbeat. I have a strong group of friends whom I love and spend time with. My family is loving and supportive, and I would say that I'm a smart guy. I know that I need to find a more lucrative career, as I'm still not living on my own and would like to get on with my freaking life, but this obstacle is one that I have to overcome. That leads us to now. I recently decided that this problem was worth finding a life coach for talking through where I've been going wrong and discovering how I can get myself excited about my future. After doing so, my coach asked if I would be interested in life coaching as a career. 
She talked about the certification and how, depending on the place, I could get certified to be a life coach in as little as two months. That's when, for some not-so-strange reason, I heard your skeptical voice in my head and thought that this might be too good to be true. To be fair, she did warn me to find a program accredited through the International Coach Federation and that it would take lots of self-marketing on my part. Still, after my long journey of trying to develop myself into someone who could finally slay the college dragon in my quest for the holy degree, it makes sense that maybe traditional college just isn't for me. Basically, I'd love to hear your take on this. I've heard you talk about life coaches on the show before and noticed it hasn't always been positive. I certainly don't want to become the buffoon who is only successful because they are teaching others how to get their life together when theirs is frailly built on selling advice. On the other hand, the idea of helping young people like me get through the confusing journey that is becoming an adult gets me excited because it makes my failures feel like assets and it's a field I know I'm interested in. Please let me know your thoughts. To you and the whole AOC team, I couldn't thank you enough. I feel like a lot of my life, relationships, and self-image has been improved through your teachings and I'm eternally grateful. I just need to knock down whatever mental block is stopping me so I can get out into the world and kick some butt. Your help would be greatly appreciated. All the best. Signed, Failure to Launch. Hey, Failure to Launch. Look, college may not be for you, and I know that's controversial, but it sounds like you're able and willing to work hard, but you're just not motivated for university, which I completely understand more than you know. That is, however, in retrospect in my own life, a flag that college might not be for you. I'm not saying that it isn't for you, but it might not be for you, especially if you're just there to follow your parents or follow what they want for you to do. Here's what I recommend. Learn a trade. And I mean coding, plumbing, welding, whatever, electrician. Even if it's not your dream job and you don't want to do it forever, it is a very useful skill. It will pay you a great living. And those jobs, most importantly, they actually exist unlike the mythical post-college career for, honestly, for a large percentage of people, uh, we're finding these don't exist at all. And look, as far as life coaching is concerned, and again, I know I'm gonna take flack for this and I just don't care because it's my honest belief here. Life coaching is a racket most of the time. Most life coaches became life coaches because they woke up on their mother's couch one day knowing they were about to get kicked out of the house in winter and decided to teach success or some other bullcrap. The coaches that you see doing really well are rarely branded as life coaches, and they often have years or even decades of experience doing something else that is informing their experience. Now, the fact that you have some, and pardon me, I'm not trying to attack your judgment here, but the fact that you have some random life coach urging you to get certified as yet another life coach, this just reeks of pyramid schemes. And honestly, it's that is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a while. The idea that someone could go from being coached because they don't know which end is up, and again, I'm exaggerating in your case perhaps, but the idea that you could go from being coached because you don't know what to do with yourself, nothing personal, to becoming a coach for other people in the exact same situation because they took a couple of online courses, that is ludicrous. That is scammy. I'm glad that you rightly heard my skeptical voice in your head telling you to run. I'm all about getting certified as a coach. I I have myself done that, but not for life coaching, and I only did it to coach other people in an existing practice. I didn't do it to build a business. I didn't do it to, to create a practice of coaching. And look, whenever anyone, and this is applicable much more widely than just this life coach racket, whenever anyone tells you that your career will require lots of self-marketing, what they're saying in most cases, and of course there's creative pursuits and things like that aside for freelancers, but what they're saying is that you probably won't succeed and they want a reason to blame yourself 
and not them, not to blame them when you fail. They want you to blame yourself. And so like if a freelancer is working and they're not doing self-marketing and they their business fails, their graphic design business fails, yeah, it's because they didn't, didn't do enough self-marketing. If you're getting certified as a coach of some kind and you don't do self-marketing, it's not just because your marketing is bad, it's because you're not able, you don't have a, anything to sell. You don't have anything real to sell. And this is a classic setup. It's given to lots of people who buy into someone else's MLM or pyramid scheme, their accreditation racket, just like this life coaching situation. It doesn't mean careers don't take hard work. It just means that you shouldn't be aiming to start a business based on yourself. You should be aiming to learn ways to provide actual value to others inside of an organization that can provide that experience and a platform for you, at least to start. So. In my opinion here, you don't need motivation, you need direction, and you can find that direction yourself. Make a list of skills you think are interesting. Something technical would be great, coding, welding, electrical work, whatever, something hands-on is always better than something aspirational in the beginning. So like music production, broadcasting, that's more aspirational, it's gonna take a lot of luck in addition to a lot of self-marketing. That's why those aspirational careers, they rely heavily on self-marketing to succeed. Something technical largely will not because your work is tangible and stands for itself. Then, once you pick a couple of skills or just one, enroll in some basic classes, and I'm talking community college, some local trade school, basic classes, basic welding. Jenny took welding and she loved it. See how you like it. You can then choose a trade and dive into a program based on that experience. And worst case scenario, you do welding and you decide after a few months, oh, I hate it. You can weld now. That's awesome. So that I can't say the same thing for taking a bunch of anthropology classes in a college or you know geology or something like that. It does not have the same translation. It's not nearly as useful. So get a tangible skill and uh, oh yeah, fire your life coach like yesterday. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Thanks for listening and supporting The Art of Charm. For a list of all of our amazing sponsors and discount codes, visit theartofcharm.com slash advertisers. Now, back to Fan Mail Friday. Moving on up. Gents, jet lag, interesting topic. The Air Force did quite a bit of research into this. Hopefully some Air Force guys will chime in with suggestions. What I recall from some of my Air Force experiences, traveling west has less impact than traveling east because most folks have a circadian rhythm that is longer than 24 hours. Eat carbohydrates to get tired. This can help when trying to reset your body clock. Eat protein or low carb to stay awake. This can also be used to help reset the clock. Your suggestions about blue blocking, earplugs, and sleep masks were interesting. Next time I travel across time zones, I'll be sure to try them. Regards, Dave. All right, Dave. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, this is an interesting topic for sure. I agree as well that diet is a key part of jet lag recovery. Also, making sure that your last protein meal isn't less than three hours or so before bed. Uh, you have a hard time sleeping when you down a lot of meat and protein right before you try to go to sleep. And staying hydrated, yes, you're right, is key, especially if you're already doing something else you should be, which is exercising to make the body tired as well when you're in a new time zone. So thanks for your experience as well as your military service, Dave. All right, last question. Do you have any advice on mumbling, enunciating, or articulation? I've been told that I speak low and cannot be heard or understood. As a result, I become anxious when speaking to people. My speech rate increases, and I tense up. Best regards, Brandon. Hey, Brandon, I understand why people have been telling you to take voice lessons, and I actually recommend those on AOC a lot as well. But I don't see this particular letter, at least what I'm reading here between the lines. It doesn't sound like a voice issue. It sounds like an anxiety issue. And there's something else going on here that probably is not caused by your voice being low. It seems like your voice is going low because you're anxious around others and you're subconsciously trying not to be seen. You're trying to make yourself small or hide. I'd ask how long you've had this problem and if you've seen someone for anxiety or if you're doing something else for this anxiety. This is also something we can work on if you ever come to AOC, as you mentioned in the letter. We deal with tics like this all the time. First, though, talk to a therapist, even one session, and make sure there's not something more serious going on under the surface here. Then circle back and we can take it from there. 
Hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can email us Friday at theartofcharm.com. We'll get some of those questions answered on the air. A link to the show notes for this episode can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF92. Also, don't forget about the AOC challenge. You can text CHARMED, C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 here in the U.S. Everywhere else, just hit up theartofcharm.com. We'll take you step-by-step on becoming better at making personal and professional connections, becoming a better networker, increasing your personal social capital and your charisma, and it's for both guys and gals. And the girls are just kicking butt, by the way, in the AOC Challenge. We've got a Facebook group there with 5,200 members, and I'm just, I mean, they are just overly represented for for once, right? Ladies are just crushing it. They're plowing through these challenges and uh, getting a lot of good feedback in the Facebook group as well. If you want to join them, text CHARMED, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D to 33444 in the USA. Everywhere else, just go to theartofcharm.com. By the way, uh, a lot of people ask, I am doing speaking, a bunch of it these days, and if you're interested in having me come speak to your organization, especially corporations and things like that, reach out to me. I am Jordan at theartofcharm.com. I'm headed to Hawaii tomorrow to do a a real estate conference, and uh, it's at the Four Seasons. I know, tough life. Pray for me, everybody. <laughs> Quick shout-outs to everyone in that AOC Challenge Facebook page. We hit 5,200 people over the past weekend here, uh, just past the Thanksgiving holiday. I never expected that to happen. I really love this. You guys and gals are killing it in there, like I said, and the ladies are really represented as well. It's one of my favorite things to do each morning is check in with that group and watch what everyone's posting in there. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up. I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com, including info on our live residential boot camps that we run every week here in LA if you really want to dig into this stuff and work on your AOC skills with us as your coaches. That's bootcamp.theartofcharm.com. Now stay charming, get out there and connect, and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com. 